0: Never trust a trill, Quark. Why not? They're... two-faced. Does that go for all trills, or just for the ones with the worm? Any worm named Dax. Did she break your heart, son? <sighs> but mine, too. And Bashir is in here every other day crying into his synthale over her. The promenade is littered with the it body It wasn't sp- my heart she broke. It was me. My career my life. Wait a minute, is this about all that initiate stuff? She told me I wasn't preparing myself to join. With the worm? So that's her opinion. What's that worth anyhow? A bad recommendation from your field docent and you can forget it. Listen son, when I was a young man no older than you, I had an apprentice position with the district sub I licked his boots like you couldn't believe. He loved me. I was his golden boy. I was on the high road to the top of the Ferengi business world. And then it all fell apart. How? Oh. Rule of acquisition, 112. Never have sex with the boss's sister. I was fired, broke. It was quite a setback to my ambitions. Well, how'd you recover? Never did. Look at me, tending bar out here in Wormhole Junction while the big boys fly by me at warp speed. You only get one shot at the Latinum stairway. If you miss it, you miss it. Welcome to the club, son.
1: Welcome everybody to Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast. My name is Mike. I am one of your hosts, and with me in this hot and humid New York City summer—not in person though—is Johnson, my co-host. Hey, Mike.
2: How are it going? you? Are you like, melting? No, the AC hasn't blasting all day. Lucky, despite you know. Con Ed being like, "Please try to conserve energy." I'm like, "No, absolutely not. I will <laughs> use more energy." When I got the Amber Alert, I was like, uh, "No, I'm actually going to decrease the temperature in the room and increase the fan speed because <laughs> now I feel even more hot." I don't know. How did you respond to the Amber uh, Alert going off on your phone? Is it an Amber or whatever? I don't know. It's it Amber one. Alert. I always it always associate with the Amber Alert because it's like, Aah! "I'm
1: yeah. like, what's
2: happening? Did someone get kidnapped?"
1: Well, no. for me, it came. It sounded like a red alert. I was doing something and it scared me out of my mind i was like <laughs> where is this alarm coming from what's going on but it <laughs> sounded like know red- it was
2: your phone
1: it was i didn't know it was my phone no i had no idea um it just came out of the blue I may, maybe i was watching a video or something on my computer or something i don't know but um yeah it scared the crap out of me i was like what and then yeah, i saw it but you know i've kept a pretty minimal usage because i leave all the lights off and
2: oh look at you
1: but so i mean the ac so i'm in the back office where there is not an ac there's a fan fortunately but the bedroom is next to us uh, next to the office and so i've got the ac in the bedroom and the fan on high hopefully moving Are some you not of that cool
2: ac in the office slash
1: we have it's, a portable
2: we have it's a room one day
1: yeah we have a portable one but oh. it's down in the basement, and I haven't oh. set it up. Yeah, so. Okay. No, it's, it's, you know, it's fine. Um, yeah, so. It is what it is. Yeah. But today is the last day. It's supposed to rain tomorrow, so, and be cooler, I believe. So, that's good. Um, but, yeah, hopefully everyone is safe and cool.
2: Not in the Northwest, though. The Pacific Northwest is also on fire. Yeah. And they don't have AC units up there. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, oh, that's the thing. Well, because it's never this hot. So that I, I work with a few people that are, like, in the Seattle area, and they're like, you don't understand. No one has an AC unit. Like, they've had to go out and buy an AC unit. It's oh, my gosh. It never gets that hot. It's always very temperate. Hmm. So they're like, yeah, it's 100 degrees today, and we, may, we have one AC unit for a whole house. So... Wow, that's a lot. It's suboptimal. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, you know, best. I
1: think I think Mother
2: Nature is uh, telling us something. Perhaps we should terraform Mars and move there, <laughs> and start over. <laughs> and start
1: over. Yeah. Although if we leave I'm ready here, i start over. I mean, if we leave here, hopefully, it's like this... try again, please. Earth would regenerate. So, I maybe mean... in like two centuries, we can come back. It's, it's crazy how drastically the weather has changed because a year ago when we were all in lockdown, there was no traffic. It was quiet. It was cooler. And suddenly, now that we've opened back up, it seems like we're having the worst wi- it's weather. It's pretty bad. Yeah. And then
2: Texas. I mean, we, we don't live in Texas, but like even their winter was really bad. And that whole, whole a greater issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's suboptimal.
1: Yeah. Uh I'm telling
2: you, try again somewhere else. <laughs> I'm <gonna> try.
1: Well, <laughs> start from scratch. Yeah. To, I don't think we have terraforming technology quite
2: yet. Not yet. We're not there yet. Almost. Um
1: so anyway, so we hope that your you, our dear listeners, are staying cool wherever you are. And uh yeah, so this is June 30th, right? So this is the is last correct. day of
2: last day of Pride Month. And it's the last day of Pride Month. You go on vacation in two weeks. Two weeks, yes. Cannot wait. And you're out of here.
1: I am. Peace out. See you later. <laughs> uh, do not text or call or email because I will respond to nothing. Um, really? Nothing. You
2: you won't respond to texts?
1: Yeah, I, will. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, so come I'm on. on. But I won't. But I'm not a lot. Not a lot. I'm I not going to. I'm not going to be on my phone except to take pictures. Um. But, for the most part, yeah, it's just going to be like a technology break for the most part, and um yeah, I'm looking forward to it so yeah, two more weeks, but today is the last day of Pride month, and so I do have one last pride prompt for us. one last one, thank oh, goodness. goodness
2: these have been so difficult
1: it requires so much thinking. yes, we want it. we are we are humans, we can think uh it's so good work. it's a good challenge i think i like the challenge so
2: uh, whenever we do these though i'm like on the verge of taking a nap because it's always, it's always right after dinner i have food coma so i'm like oh the brain power is difficult to muster at this moment
1: but. well and granted i did come up with this this afternoon not too long ago so so yes i did not have much time to prepare but also you would have reacted the same this morning that if I had told you this morning or even yesterday, you'd be like, I <laughs> oh, like oh, my
2: gosh, so much thinking.
1: Yes. Yeah, so the same <laughs> so response. Much. It doesn't really matter when I give you the question. But here is the final pride prompt prompt for what is a
2: pride prompt. Tell us a pride prompt.
3: I understand, Mr. Spock. The glory of creation is in its infinite diversity
2: and the ways our differences combine to create meaning and beauty
1: tell you what it is or tell our listeners what it is so remind me what it is oh oh, all right so a pride prompt is just something
2: uh oh no i wasn't asking for a general pride prompt overview i was i was asking you to tell us what the pride prompt was oh okay this i think by now people know what the pride prompt is i hope so yes if they don't then they should stop listening and go back (laughs) in time and listen to our other episodes for june there we go.
1: Yes. So anyway, the, our final prop, pride prompt for June is this: What situation, character, or theme do you think should be in the next representation of the LGBTQ plus community in Star Trek? Do you have an answer to this? Um, I have some ideas, but I, I I'm always the one that starts, so I think.
2: Okay, I can
1: I can go. Oh, great! Good, good, yeah, good. I can good. go. I can go. Oh, you did think about the answer. No,
2: well, I cheated because we also so for our listeners that don't know, Mike and I also participated in an infinite trek panel this last weekend. Right. It right. was a three hour panel. I did not suggest anyone ever participate in a three hour panel. It was terrible. I had to for the length. It
1: wasn't a terrible panel. It was just it like was long. no, no, no. The
2: panel's not bad. And you know, for Aaron and Infinite Trek if you're listening, you already have this feedback. So because Mike and I are all about feedback, well, I'm more about, here are my notes. Mike's all about, here's, here's, my, here's my encouragement. Meanwhile, I'm like, here's my crit- criticism. <laughs> so we down, Mike and I kind of balance each other out this way. Um, but uh. for any of our listeners that are thinking about starting a podcast or a live stream, and you're thinking about doing a panel, um, and you're like, how long should this panel be? I do not suggest three hours because- after three hours, Mike and I were on our on the verge of death. I was on the verge of death. You were time. definitely on the verge of death. Yes. I was I was slacking Mike on the side, being like, I really gotta pee. I really gotta pee. It's been two hours and there's no break in sight. And at at one point I was like, I just gotta go. I, I have to leave. And I turned my microphone and video off and then Everyone's like, Johnson, where did you go? I was like, wait, that's the exact opposite of (laughs) what I wanted. I wanted to be as (laughs) less disruptive, as least disruptive as it could have been. I even chatted with everyone, and there was was a chat box, and I was like, going to the bathroom, turning my my video off. No one saw it, I guess, because everyone was like, where did Johnson go? Oh, no, we hope Johnson's still here. I'm like, bitches, I'm still here. I just need to (laughs) pee for five minutes. No, not in five minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, three hours, hours is, is
1: three hours, hours is a long. Two hours is two hours is, is a good amount of time.
2: If it's really, if it really needs to be three hours, please build in an in intermission. Yeah, that's all I'm saying.
1: Yep, absolutely. No, that's you know, that, I thought
2: that was good feedback, and yes, uh, good, but it was fun. Honest plight. I was yeah. Uh, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, yes, yeah. Always no, appropriate. You're... I'm always appropriate. Um. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Our listeners cannot see your face. So whatever. I
1: know, which is why I didn't say anything. I just gave you the face.
2: Anyway. So, so anyway, that was the long story. But as part of this panel, we were talking about LGBTQ representation in Star Trek. And we talked about its ups and downs. And one of the things that we talked about was specifically was discovery and non-binary slash transgender representation in discovery. So one of my notes, So I'm going to recycle my thought there because I think that if Star Trek really wants to push the envelope, I think that Star Trek needs to become more imaginative in terms of how it thinks about gender identity, sexuality, especially considering where they are at that point in history, um, and I don't know what things are going to be like in a thousand years. I don't think I think that's very hard to fathom. Out. Obviously, it's just so far removed from our present reality that I think it's a little bit difficult to really even imagine what we're going to be talking like what we even be talking about at that time. But I think that
1: or if we're even alive, I mean, if we're even alive, st- but it, you you know, in, the,
2: in Star Trek, we're all still alive. Like the humanity has got, gone to a better place, and we're all. You know, we're all still around and we're doing better things. So I'm kind of like, look, if we're actually, like, still around and if we're still talking about gender um, and sexuality in a thousand years, it should look really different. It shouldn't be. And this is where I was challenged by the Adira, quote-unquote, coming out scene in season three of Discovery. And I have mentioned this on this podcast before. And, Mike, I know you like it. I didn't like it because it just felt so pedestrian as in this is like literally a conversation that's happening in 2021. Like, you right. know? Yeah. Um, and I'm like, if Star Trek really want to be progressive and really like blow people's minds, then it should be approaching gender in a completely new way that we haven't even talked about. Like that's really futuristic. Like maybe our pronouns are completely different. Maybe people don't even use pronouns. Maybe being non-binary, is just very day, day-to-day, run-of-the-mill. It's like, all right, whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, it doesn't even need to be that big a deal. So I think that in terms of where Star Trek can be pushing the envelope when it comes to LGBTQ representation or, or, or the topic or like whatever, I think that that's, if they wanted to, you know, if they wanted to kind of really be quote-unquote progressive, as the original series was really progressive, then they should be showing us something that we can't even fathom right now. And I think that if we were to look at TOS, having everyone from so many different ra- from so many races and backgrounds working together, honestly, it was probably very difficult for people to fathom being reality at, during, that, during that point in history, you know, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, and,
1: or everything, yeah.
2: Yeah, and if, I think if Star Trek really wants to go back to being like that kind of show because I think that Star Trek has become more just, it's entertaining. It's become more, you know, it's, it becomes, it has become more mainstream entertainment. Um, but I think that if they really want to kind of create conversation as it used to, then they need to be doing things that no one else is doing. So that is my take and input. There we go. Yeah. I, I think that's an interesting take
1: on it. And uh, you know, we disagree about about the Discovery and Adira's kind of pronoun piece. But um, yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. For me, the answer to this question sort of, well, it's multiple. It's sort of, it's got a lot. I mean, I think that Discovery has certainly explored LGBTQ plus representation, and hopefully it will continue to do so in season four uh, with the actual um, with Gray's kind of storyline and, and making him or them be seen. And um, so I think that that's going to be a great storyline. I hope that they really do that well. Uh, for me, I, I thinking about the other shows, I, I think uh, when it comes to Picard, I think seeing the relationship between seven and Rafi um, and how, yeah. a le- how a lesbian re- relationship might look mm-hmm. um, is uh is going to be interesting uh i'm pretty sure i heard this on the pod directive but i'm almost positive that mariner is going to be bisexual if i'm not mistaken
2: yes i believe that's correct with um her friend from oh the captain is that the episode Yes, where it was like her friend that was a captain or something yeah
1: yes. yep um, so let me just take a sidetrack really quickly okay on this whole bisexuality piece because I, I actually think okay. that it is an important discussion to have uh, and my my views and thoughts on this have changed over the years so okay. before, I, before I came out I was in the closet and I was I don't know playing a straight man right mm-hmm yeah um, and then I came out as bisexual. And when I finally identified as gay and realized that I'm not bisexual, I'm actually gay. Right. I, I began to judge other people who are kind of in that bisexual. This was a long time ago. This is like and almost, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is almost 20 years ago, but, um, but the idea that I always said that bisexuality was the um, layover to being gay or, you know. Sort of like the the you know the midway stop or the interim stop between becoming right, straight, right. going from straight to gay, um, and obviously my my thoughts and my feelings on that have, have greatly expanded as 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 sexuality has grown and as my own education and and personal experience has expanded. So, I think that having Mariner be bisexual and really exploring that as a reality, and as a as something that is. Um, that is part of the rainbow of sexuality, if you will. I mm-hmm. think that that's going to be a very important storyline that I hope they do something with more than, you know, I, I hope it's one of those instances where there isn't humor in Lower Decks that it's sort of taken um, seriously. And uh, I think that the those who identify as bisexual would really appreciate that. And I think that would be a great education for everyone else on the idea of bisexuality. Um, I'd also really love to see something along the lines of a discussion or a character that's pansexual. Um, but I, I think that you know, taking it little by little, I think seeing a, a lesbian relationship in Picard, seeing her mm. be bi- bisexual continuing Adira and Gray's storyline and discovery right. I think that that's a you know that's a gamut of experiences and different discussions around LGBTq plus representation in Star Trek and 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 I do agree with you I, I think that um, the original series was very provocative and led the conversation and I think that there's definitely opportunity in Star Trek now to to make that happen. Uh, but I you know, I, I don't know how to make that happen or or why. I don't know that creating another character is the right thing. I think, you know, encountering a planet or a situation that would challenge mm-hmm. some ideals that we are trying to change would be um would be great. And maybe so maybe something in Strange New Worlds would encounter that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully more than just a one parter, you know, a one one episode storyline, something that might, again, they said that the there would be character development that would carry through, unlike in previous '90s Star Trek and, right. and everything. Um, so you know, I, I think there's a lot of great opportunity for more representation, more mm-hmm. awareness around these issues. Right. Um, I think it's really important to continue, and you know, one of the things that I, um, you know, I continue to get really frustrated with is this whole idea that, or this whole idea that is pushed out there that why do we need pride month? Why mm-hmm. do, why do the gay, like, why don't we have straight month? You know, all these stupid mm-hmm. kind of comebacks as to why we have pride month. And, and I think for a variety of reasons, including the um, lifespan of LGBTQ plus young people, many of whom are sadly committing suicide attacks on trans people attacks on specifically attacks and murders of trans by POC people are, are on the rise. So I think it's um, I think pride month is definitely needed. And I think we need to continue to have this discussion in star Trek and star Trek has always been a vehicle for teaching and learning and helping grow the mindset of human beings. So I hope that that will continue to happen. And and I do, I do agree. I think they need to do this in a much more innovative and um, thought provoking approach. Uh, And and maybe that'll come with things like strange new worlds, which will be very episodic. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. So maybe the, the, the the storylines of these ongoing arcs and things aren't really the place to tell it. Maybe it is. Uh, but Strange New Worlds, to me, would seem to be a great place to put that in. And also, I would say Prodigy would be, too. Uh, I mean, we do have a, um, some characters whose gender identities and sexualities are unknown. Like, uh, the, Medusin. Who's, like the Medusin, who's non-corporeal. Who's, yeah, who's, uh, but also, you know, one of the main characters. I can't think of her name or their name off the top of my head but oh another one there's another yeah the one that that is unnamed right now the 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 species that is unnamed not the character okay um i don't recall i don't either but um so i think but there's there's a good opportunity to start that conversation younger and in a way that i think would be appropriate for for younger kids as someone who's looking to have kids in the future i think that introducing star trek through prodigy and through through that experience would be great. Are you um, going to
2: force your kids to watch Star Trek?
1: No, force isn't the right word. Um, like, watch this now.
2: now you know, it, sit
1: down and get up in five hours. <laughs> I don't, not force, but I think, you know, so obviously encouraged. doing a Star Trek podcast on a weekly basis and going to conventions and things like that, you know, the kid, our kids are gonna, um, are gonna be a part of that and see that. So, and also, like I said, on the infinite Trek. Podcasts, like when I was watching t o s there were a lot of values that were instilled in me through Star Trek that I still adhere to today and that mm-hmm. have, that right. are right. that are foundational to who I am, so yes, all the messaging, yeah, so positive the messaging yeah, exactly, so I think there's a, a great opportunity and and I hope that i and I think they will I just hope that, like you said, I hope they take it in a more innovative and um, progressive even more progressive way yeah uh, to take a look at it i think that there's some great opportunities there and um if they would like to bring us both on to the ex- <laughs> ex- 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 i don't even know what i'm trying to say here External yeah. writing staff or like consultants
2: uh, we can yes. we can give them feedback i, I would have notes
1: yes we would have notes so maybe I we would have notes be, all the time you could be the aaron mcdonald of the um uh, of uh, was who's, who's
2: Aaron McDonald? We've talked about her. Oh, the, the science, the science consultant. consultant. Okay, I thought you said Aaron, not Erin. So I was like, Who's Aaron? And I didn't know her last name. So Aaron, Aaron and Erin? like I thought you said Aaron as an A A R O N. Uh, okay. Uh, I was, so... Who's Aaron? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Now cool. I know. We could, so we could be, and- we could be the, uh, the, the the LGBT culture people. slash yeah, kind of, I don't know. gay consultants. I I'm, don't know. I'm sure there's
1: more more uh, experience and more uh scientifically and educationally
2: astute people who could maybe comment on it. they're just not but anyway. They, I mean they probably have those people consulting, they're just not listening. Maybe. Yeah. They're just like we're gonna do whatever fuck we want. <laughs> like <laughs> make make the fucking discovery the fucking TARDIS. That's what they're doing yes let's all right
1: right. <laughs> let's not get me started on that anyway all right i already so, did i
2: already started so we did start
1: oh boy all right so great i thought that was a great final pride prompt for the month of june oh thank god uh, but no if, more uh for now we may for bring now. back from time to time and and have a new pride prompt but because pride should be ongoing just because we celebrate it for one month does not Correct. mean that we shouldn't celebrate it year-round.
2: But the corporations uh, will only do the one month.
1: Yes, all the logos tomorrow will be turned back to normal. Yes. The rainbow <laughs> flags go away. It's an amazing phenomenon for anyone who's in the LGBTQ community. You it's know true. this. You walk down the street one day, there are rainbow flags everywhere. The next day, they're all gone. And you're like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> uh it's so true. It, no it is absolutely true and i yeah. and i actually quick side story when dennis and i went to one of our favorite restaurants empanada mamas here in hell's kitchen uh you know it's it was a couple of weeks ago middle of pride month and they had pride flags everywhere and i'm like in my head i didn't say this out loud because we were sitting at the bar but i was like why do they you know why do why do companies think it's all right just to bring out the pride flags for this month and then they instantly go away i was like what the fuck are they thinking and i was also thinking what the fuck are restaurants in hell's kitchen new york city thinking Mm -hmm. when they you know these things come and they go just like
2: any other corporation i it's just But usually there are a number of parts not a lot not every restaurant yeah no i usually yeah at least in hell's kitchen
1: yeah, obviously, like the bars keep them up and whatnot. That's pretty standard. But I think these restaurants, they mm. put them up just to attract customers during Pride Month. And then sure. July 1st comes around and suddenly the Pride flags are replaced with American flags. And here we go. So anyway, just my little rant there. But, mm-hmm. um, but if our listeners have any ideas on this week's Pride Prompt, which I will repeat one more time for everyone. What situation, character, or theme do you think should be next in representation of the LGBTQ community in Star Trek? If you have answers to that, Johnson, where can they go? Uh,
2: they can find us on the internet, on social media, on Twitter, Instagram at DSpacePride, or you can email us at dspacepride at gmail.com. And we may or may not get back to you. There we go there we go
1: All right, cool. let's move on to our next segment which is the underappreciated episodes and we are in season 2 of Deep Space 9
3: I'm worried about you Arjun worried? I'm worried you're not preparing yourself for being joined
0: that's it? a day and a half and you've made up your mind
3: I didn't say that look you've gotten this far by anticipating every demand of the program and performing above everyone's expectations am i right
0: i'd like to think that's true
3: and i'm telling you from this point on that's not going to be good enough
0: just to speak up for myself i'm feeling a little betrayed here i mean after your impassioned I am Jadzia fellow initiate speech in the run-up. I
3: understand it. why you feel that way. But this isn't about me. This is about the standards for troll hosts. The opportunity is too rare and too important to waste on the wrong candidate.
0: And in your mind, I'm a wrong candidate.
3: I don't know that yet. But I felt it only fair to let you know I am worried about you.
0: I see. I should have known this. I should have realized this. Your Dax. Standards for Trill hosts? That is really incredible coming from you. I have never seen any host in my life who is so far below those standards as you are, ma'am. No wonder Curzon Dax tried to terminate your training
1: and johnson do you have the uh so you picked this week's selection
2: i don't have anything up is that what you're gonna ask me you're gonna ask me the episode summary that i do of not have you do at not. present okay all right settle down i can pull i can pull it up uh, on memory I alpha if I you give me
1: like 30 still, more seconds i think you're still upset about uh <laughs> the tardis interior of <laughs> i can't of uh <laughs> of discovery but uh so let's talk about Season 2, Deep Space Nine, and it was episode... 17.
2: 17. Look at that. All right. So, the synopsis from Memory Alpha is, while hosting her first Trill Initiate, Das discovers a tiny expanding proto-universe that threatens to destroy the Bajoran system. Well, there we go. There we go. So- <laughs>
1: You know, I I think I I just want to say right off the bat, that piece of the episode, it's hard to know what is the A plot here and what is the B plot, because the B plot of this story, this whole universe thing, is more uh, informing of the title of this episode Mm -hmm. than the whole idea that Dax is playing God to Arjun's future, which I did not get at all.
2: Uh, yeah i didn't make that association in terms uh, of the title being referring to the arjun plot but arjun is essentially the the a plot. plot.
1: you know uh for those of you who don't know or may not have heard of the a plot b plot and and even in some stories there's even a c plot but uh it was have not heard of this but well i mean elaborate people newer to star trek may not be aware of this i suppose um, during the Rick Berman era of Star Trek, there was always an uh, A plot, which was the main plot, uh, where you know the characters would mostly interact about that piece of the story, and then there would always be like this other story going on, which became known as the B plot, and uh, it became very standardized throughout actually all four series that were recorded in the in the 80s 90s and early 2000s it was a very standard thing I mean it was all you know probably the invention of Rick Berman uh, to some extent uh, but since he was the executive producer over most of those seasons Mm -hmm. from 1987 Mm -hmm. to 2004 or Mm -hmm. 5 so that's what I'm talking about when we talk about the a plot versus the B plot A plot is the main plot B plot is the kind of the the smaller, more contained plot of the story. and in this yes. episode, it's sort of flip- flopped because the title always used to refer to the a plot. Um, and yes. as, yeah you're right you're right. And, and so playing God here for this title of this episode really. I actually really don't like it. I really, I I get it when it comes to the idea of this proto universe, but I have a real problem that it's, you know, the proto universe is not actually the a plot uh, of this story. So although it becomes towards the end, um, Mm -hmm. but, and it's sort of weaved throughout, I guess, but um, you really don't get that part of the plot until about a third of the way into the episode. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so that's my initial thought on, on playing God, but what are what are some other thoughts you had about this episode?
2: Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, I think that I think that narratively speaking, it's a little messy, like in terms of because sometimes like some like when you have the A plot B plot thing, sometimes it plays the ones that are better. the ones where it's like it plays off each other or one is a metaphor for the other or there's like or sometimes it like really comes together i mean it kind of comes together at the end like this guy arjun this trona he helps out and you know he he does stuff um but i wouldn't say that i wouldn't say like oh his journey was enriched by this like his experience with the proto universe or something you know like he experiences, he experiences it with Jadzia, but it's not like he learned a lesson from that, you know, or something along those lines where it kind of weaves together in a way that works really well. So I did think that it was kind of messy in the, in the fact that you're kind of jumping from, and some of the older TNG episodes where you have this, you know, I would say they're less successful when you have like two plots that are very disparate and they just like there's sometimes it's like completely different tones, you know. Like those are not good episodes. Um, but like oh, there was one um, I watched because I did a TNG rewatch. This was birth, uh, not not yes, birthright. It was a two-parter. I think it was season seven, and it was about Worf. He he finds like he he thinks he's tracking down his dad, and he goes to this planet where it's like he he finds all these Klingons that or basically capture the Romulans or whatever. But right. then in part one, you have Data. There's a little bit of this Burfride idea because he discovers his dream program by accident. But it's like that. that's in part one, but none of that in part two. It's just like very, it was like, so part one, they had A-Bop, B-Plot. A-Plot was Warf trying to find his father. B-Plot was Data discovering his dream program. And then part two, the B plot just disappears. Like Data does not, he does not discuss the stream program. He barely appears. He does not discuss the stream program. I'm just like, I don't really, it was just like such a boring, it was boring, dragged out, and then it was also just like two complete separate plots. I don't know. It's like, what is this? Um, this wasn't as bad. This wasn't as bad, but um yeah, I I I still enjoyed this episode. I thought Arjun was. Annoying as fuck. Like I, I really thought he was annoying. He was like whiny. He didn't know like what to do with his life. I mean Zia's assessment was correct, as in he was just doing this He was giving he was her answers
1: program. Program. that what? He was giving her answers that he thought she wanted to hear. Like he was
2: right. he was over prepared for
1: this. Right. Experience. And he was
2: doing it because not because he really wanted to, it's because he was trying to Satisfy his father's wishes, or whatever, whatever. Like he didn't really have his own. Like he didn't really have a vision for like who he wanted to be. So when he gets like feedback, he he lashes out. I was like, oh my god, you're so annoying. Um. So I thought he was just this whiny character, and of course, like Jetzia, is like. Old and wise, and like very good at keeping her cool. Even when he kind of like blows up at her, he, she's just like, all right, <laughs> like you know she you know she's 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 cool as a cucumber. She's kind yeah, of yeah. She it. doesn't engage. She doesn't engage or react. She's just like, yeah. all right, let you know, let him kind of vent and you know go back to him later or something. So, you know, I, I did think that this was a good episode that showcases. I do think it, this was a good episode that reveals some of the Jadzia backstory where we see a little more of her, and we get a lot more of this in facets later on, but um, where we get a little bit of her interactions with Curzon and then also how she went, like her experience during her initiative program. Yeah. So I thought that that part was really good. And uh, I did like the... This, You know, it was a little ridiculous, but the whole pro universe thing, like, you know, it was like very, very sciencey and like very geeky, and there were like so many words. I was like, I love the words. Um, it was great. And then I also liked the scene in the wormhole where you have the Verderon nodes, which you've never seen before, because usually just going through it and there are all these waves and then these like big spherical things up here. like, what's this? Like, where are these coming from? It was just kind of odd.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I definitely was confused by that. I mean, I guess you're going by them so fast that they, I guess. you know, they just kind of...
2: They don't look fun. like that. But then when you slow down, it's like, oh, it looks very different. Yeah. So so there were some interesting things in this episode. Um, and, You know, so, yes, Jetsia's background, a little bit more about her, this universe, you know, the mystery of the week kind of deal, this like proto-universe it has some cool, interesting ideas yeah, I thought it was it was interesting. It was interesting.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed uh, a great deal of this episode. I actually watched it twice today. Oh, my God. Uh, because... A lot. Yeah, it was. I, you know, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss any of the the, the conversations being distracted while, you know, I was working or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I, I think hearing seeing arjun drink at quarks is one of my favorite scenes because quark kind of tells him like tries to give him give him advice and you know basically basically tells arjun that he's he failed he messed up he broke the rules and he's still paying for it today but he's kind of nonchalant about it which is Hmm. an interesting kind of way to approach it uh so there there's that scene you know, there is a thing, you know, he does, you know, I've worked with, um, I've worked with people like Arjun and it's, uh, uh you know, this entitled sense of entitlement. And I don't currently work with anyone like that. Let me I was going to
2: be too. like, yeah. is, are you talking <laughs> about
1: anyone at your firm job? I no, no, No. Uh, in previous jobs, but, uh, You know, I I think this sense of entitlement, this is you know, sense of uh, things being owed to you, like it just yeah, you know, it it felt it yeah, it just felt weird, and I thought he was really annoying. And you know, I I understand the whole point of it, and I do like how I do like how the backstory comes out. You know, the other piece of the episode that we don't really. see... The, the and in this case this is almost like the example you gave is the voles were the part of the story the beef oh, yeah. early early in the story so it was sort of that whole piece of yeah piece of cardassian uh which was interesting like the card they o'brien reaches out to the cardassians for a solution uh the Cardassians were like you know screw you 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 know you want to leave Bajor then we'll come take care of the bowls, you Mm -hmm. know so just uh which I thought was interesting and and I think that uh I don't know I have to double check but I almost want to say that David Warner was the Cardassian on the screen but I'm not sure um I don't know no idea so you know so there's that whole piece of b-plot that disappears because they still haven't gotten rid of the voles and i you know i i Uh, I don't know if you remember from your rewatch because i haven't rewatched ds9 yet but uh do the voles come back do we hear about the voles ever again i feel we
2: hear about the voles again at some point okay yeah i Um, i don't recall i mean it's not obviously a major narrative thread throughout ds9 but i think they do make a reappearance okay so you know there's
1: that piece of the story that i think is uh you know again almost that like b plot that was discontinued in favor of a of a or even maybe that's the c plot and the b plot is the proto universe or vice versa i don't know it's a very con- you know I don't, I don't know it's almost like they came up with uh, an idea they came up with the name of the idea, the episode be like oh we should we shouldn't write an episode named playing god okay so what can we do uh, we can you know It just for me, I mean there were some good scenes in it, but Uh um honestly, like I don't know that I appreciate this episode. (laughs) Is it underappreciated? I I don't know that it's underappreciated. I think we're we're gonna have to rethink after two episodes in Deep Space Nine what you know It's not strongly disliked. No, I you know, I I I think I'm actually, as I'm talking more about it, I'm actually disliking it more. Wow. Um, just because I think that the way that it was written, I think this is a this is a case of where the writing was not so great for this episode, and uh, so I don't think that it was. I, I no longer, after talking about this, would consider this to be underappreciated. I would. Oh, actually wow. Say, I would actually say that this is sort of a, a poorly written episode the only benefits of this episode are that we start to get a little bit more background on Dax right That uh almost like a just a thread I would say this was a lot of work for an episode to just create this thread of the initiate uh and who Dax was before and and all right. of that I think that was this this was a lot of episode and bad writing for just that little thread that we see carried on later on this season with facets and and That's fair, uh, you know, so I, th- I think that this is in a lot of ways, this was lazy writing. Um, and also they just weren't following their formula, right? They, they didn't really, you know, so I, you know, for me, I, this, this isn't appreciated, but there are some appreciating scenes in this episode. And I think that the title is while dealing with the whole idea of snuffing out a proto universe is seen as playing God. I, you know, it's just I don't know. It just all falls falls flat for me. Um, at least that piece of the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Arjun is just too annoying and too reminiscent of uh, of younger employees that I worked with. Oh my gosh, that's so year,
2: funny. Uh, over the yeah, year. I thought that yeah, I agree with you. I I don't know if I like disliked it. I just think that it wasn't the best episode, and I feel that it just it. It was like a lot. It tried to be so many different things, between Dax's background, this really annoying fucker, <laughs> um, uh, this pro universe, and then there's we get the scene where Cisco is like wandering around trying to make this moral decision about what to like do with the universe. Remember that? I was like, oh jeez, like. And then there's yeah. this little
1: scene, which is actually really cute, on how he tricks Jake into telling him what's who this person is or about right. what's going on. And uh, he, you know, he never says anything and Jake just spills the beans, which I think is a great, I'm going
2: to file that away for a um, future did we, did parenting you see, moment. Did you see the girlfriend in a later episode? Yeah. She does yeah. come over dinner. <laughs> yeah. And, which is, you know, um, I, I think feel, yeah, the I feel there was like a lot that was kind of just mixed into the pot. Yeah. And it, it just didn't really, yeah, I don't think it fully ever came into focus for me. Um, I think that, yeah, like I was saying earlier, I, I I think that they tried to kind of make it so that these stories kind of run parallel, but then like it never quite arrives on the same page at the end. So it just feels like it was kind of just like all over the place.
1: Yeah, I mean, because at the end of the episode, you see, I mean, Dax and and Arjun go off and do what? What do they do with the proto universe? What? You
2: know, where does it go? So and I was, I was, so they put it in the gamma quadrant. They put it back in the gamma quadrant, and I was like, so is the gamma quadrant screwed now? But I looked up, looked it up in memory alpha, and I don't recall them specifically saying this in the episode. So I don't know if whoever wrote the memory alpha article just made this assumption, but. When they were in the gamma quad- in, when they were in the gamma quadrant, they collided with a like a subspace, like interface manifold, whatever. So it was like a subspace pocket. So that's where they picked it up. So in the memory alpha article, which I do not think was explicitly said in the episode, they went back to the gamma quadrant to put this universe back into that pocket. I was like, okay, I don't remember them saying that. Um, I and I also that. that also seems kind of dubious to me, but okay, yep, yeah. They basically just according to memory alpha, newly, they put it back where they found it, and everything was fine. There we go. So, um, so again, more
1: funny. lazy writing. Uh, yeah, definitely, um, not one of the better episodes of DS9 for sure. Um, yeah.
2: but we're not. The whole point of this series is not to talk about the best episodes. Though, as I mentioned to you, as I was trying to pick episodes, I was like, shoot, I really want to talk about this one, but we can't because it's too good. So, yeah, we are picking
1: uh, kind of off the beaten path, off the beaten path,
2: potentially mediocre episodes. Yeah. And
1: this this one is definitely mediocre, unfortunately. Yeah. So, I really, you know, I don't know that it's underappreciated because I don't appreciate it any more than. Um, but you yeah. know it was great to watch it I'm uh, it d- does have that theme of you know that thread of dax's lives correct um so that correct. they do continue with they obviously do continue with marta the dabo girl that becomes jake's girlfriend so there are some things but there are some definite holes like the voles disappear the proto-universe is suddenly solved I mean it's I too easy. Really lazy writing uh for this episode. So um that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. I'm kinda done now that now that we've talked about this, I'm like over it.
2: All right. Well, <laughs> whatever it is. Anything else about playing <laughs> up for you? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um we have decided on our next episode we do want to share what it is. Yeah. Um
1: Next week in our well I, I w I've I'm reticent to say now the underappreciated episodes of DS9. I think this is
2: good actually. I start so when you decided that this would be our episode, I started watching it almost immediately. I don't actually really liking the episode. So I think okay, this, all right. I think it's much better. All right,
1: good, good. Well, hopefully just like uh Star Trek series, this now that we're in the third season, this will be a better choice for us. Uh but uh, next week, we're going to talk about Season 3, Episode 17, Visionary. Uh, it's a Miles episode. Um,
2: oh, also Episode 17. That's funny.
1: Yeah. So, uh, and Season 3 is when things really start to pick up in, in Deep Space Nine. Uh, so, we are avoiding <laughs> a lot of great episodes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, after I finish my Enterprise rewatch, I will uh, have to go back and uh, correct. start watching DS9 again. Yes, um, but by the time I do that, we'll have new Star Trek to watch and talk about, and you know. I know. Oh my gosh, Lower Texas talk- right on the corner. It really is. It's coming up fast. Uh, so anyway, that's what we're going to talk about next week, uh, episode seventeen of season three, Visionary. Yeah. Great. Right. Uh, so moving on, let's do a little bit of off-topic. And uh, we haven't we haven't talked about some other stuff that we've been watching or consuming lately. So, yeah, Johnson, what uh, what off topic things have you been watching, consuming, playing, doing?
2: Yeah. So I needed a book to read, Shocker. So I started to read. I don't think I mentioned this on the podcast. I talked to you about it, but I yeah. don't think I, yeah, I don't know. But um, I started to read Artemis, which is Andy Weir's second book. Um, so he wrote The Martian first, then he wrote Artemis, and then he wrote Project Hail Mary. And I really enjoyed Project Hail Mary. And I never read The Martian, but I saw the movie, which I really also enjoyed. So I was like, you know what? I'll read his second book. And it's not bad. It's not as good as Project Hail Mary, but I'm still enjoying it. It's not as like fantastical, I would say, but there's still kind of this like hard science bend to it, very much based in reality and yeah it's like it's like uh it's 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 kind of like a heist movie like you know there's a little bit of that heist on uh, the moon movie correct correct yeah. um so it's good it's good um. I'm still playing Mass Effect. So I mentioned this quite a few weeks ago. So I'm playing Mass Effect 3, the third, the, the, obviously the third game in the series. And as you may recall, I mentioned in the episode where I talked about Mass Effect, other than talking about how I feel Picard kind of ripped off Mass Effect a little bit. I talked about how this is a game where it can make me choices and things like that. So one of the things that I've been doing really, like, trying really hard to do, which I accomplished, and I was very proud of myself, is establishing a gay relationship. So, in, throughout the series, you can, you can form relationships. And it depends on, like, who you talk to more, certain decision trees, things like that. And the thing is that I didn't know, so, it's not until the third game that you can actually form a same-sex relationship. The first and second games, you can't. However, if you formed a relationship with anybody else in the first two games, you can't form a relationship with a certain someone in the third game. But I didn't know that. I just coincidentally just never got anywhere with anybody. It's like me in real life. It's like, oh, it never went anywhere. No, you know, oh, kind of, maybe we go on a date, but nothing happened. That, you know, that was me in the first two games, but totally an accident. And then the third game, I was like, all right, this has got to happen. I I need to make this happen so I like read up on how to do it and it was like if you form no relationship in the first and second games you can do this path oh okay great I did that by accident so I was able to like you know encourage us along and and it, it happened and it was like fireworks it was great and then it's really funny because um once because you have this conversation again this is all about decision trees and conversations and you have this conversation where you basically like decide like let's become a couple and then every almost every interaction afterwards is like cuter like, like the character that you decide to be, you know become partners with he's like he'll just make comments he be like oh you know like cute outfit or something like that which you wouldn't say beforehand so it's just really interesting and I can't imagine how many thousands and thousands of pages these actors must have read because there's so many different directions these things have gone, could, could go. I'm just like, it's it's incredible. But yeah, so I'm still playing through Mass Effect and we'll see where this relationship goes.
1: So just in summary, you mm-hmm. have formed a digital gaming relationship.
2: Correct.
1: Which you have been
2: unable to do in real life. That is correct. But <laughs> I'm playing this guy who is basically, he's like Michael Burnham of this, of this story. He's like- lord and savior of the universe like he's literally the entire fate of the galaxy is resting on his shoulders like he's literally michael burnham but for me it's a man like a a gay white male (laughs) like i guess (laughs) so um yes that that is his character so you know i am i I am not john Shepard slash michael burnham you know i don't i don't have all these fans that so he has a lot of fans. So, you know, all right. I'm just teasing yeah. you, but I think
1: that's, that's uh, interesting. And also, uh, you know, you, maybe you can pick up some, some tidbits on flirting and, uh, Oh God, things from
2: this. Point. I know how to flirt. Get out of here. <laughs> Do I? Do you? Do I? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, speaking of, so this is, I know this is off topic and not Deanna, but, As you know, I went on a date yesterday, right? And I tried to be flirty, but at the same time, I really wasn't feeling it. Like I was like, it was one of those dates where I told you this. It was like one of those dates where you have like really, actually like decent, answer conversation chemistry, and it's very like natural and it flows well. And there were no awkward pauses. It was actually like pretty good. Like you know, it kept on going. There were like questions and answers. It's Q and A time, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. We just never. I think we never like um, it never got to a point where I was like, "Huh, I want more of this," or I was feeling like the physical side of it. And I don't think he was either because I told you he like he yawned twice. I was like, "Man, he must be tired or bored or something." I was also tired too, but I wasn't. Sh- I wasn't yawning, so I don't know. Whatever, it's fine. Um, so that's my second date of 2021 though. Hey, there you go.
1: hey, and there's still plenty more. You still have six months
2: left. I do, it's true. We are halfway through the year. Um, and then finally, when it comes to off topic, I in the last week I rewatched the, the Devil Wars Prada, one of my favorite movies because it is like the 15th, 15 year anniversary of the movie. Okay. Um, I think it is like an amazing film. I, I don't know. It is, um, and the thing is, there's still people still talk about it. There's still memes about it. It just it, it has become so appreciated, like appreciated over the years. It's become very iconic, um, very quotable. It's aged superbly well. Um, I don't know. And I, I, I also, I've also seen because I watched like one YouTube video that kind of breaks down the movie a little bit. I was like, this is actually fascinating. Like, um, now I get all these suggestions that are like critiquing the movie, like certain, like breaking down certain scenes and like how like, there's a lot, go- lot more going on in the scene than you think and stuff like that. Um, I'm like, oh my God, is this actually like an amazing movie? Like, I don't know, I don't know. So have you ever watched *The ever Prada? I've seen it once or twice maybe. You should watch it again. It's so good. Okay. It's so good. I, I I think I've seen it probably fifteen times.
1: Yes, yeah. I, I think you you. If you recall, we we discussed this not too long ago because you made fun of me because.
2: Did I? Oh, you yeah. Was it about the Devil Wears Prada or Miss Congeniality?
1: Oh, that was about Miss Congeniality. Why do I feel like we've talked about Devil Wears Prada? Okay,
2: what? Just because it stars a it stars a woman? In the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh i don't know i don't right. know I'm they're not play. the same or mean girls There was also mean girls uh maybe that
1: uh, anyway they're like completing all these movies basically yes I mean. all of these uh movies that are you know yes they're they're all good movies in their own right would i pull it up on my queue and watch one of them probably not uh but that's
2: me you know mm-hmm. so well there we go um so I encourage all our listeners to rewatch The Devil Wears Prada. Because it's 15 years old. Yes, it's a great movie. There we go. Anyway, what have you been reading, watching, doing other than Star Trek? So uh, I have suddenly, you know, I
1: think it was last Friday. I w- was watching the latest episode of The Bad Batch. Oh, okay. And uh so I've been enjoying the bad batch and I watched the episode and then I was like, you know, I'm in the mood for more more Star Wars. And mm-hmm. so and I um and probably before this, like in between each like I think they're up to episode 8 or 9. I think 9 is coming out on Friday. This Friday, um I I've been I had watched um revenge of the sith okay uh recently uh, as well so then i for some reason like then when you you know you start watching uh watching or when you're watching these they they definitely reference back to other episodes or other things that have gone on in the universe and so that's why i did go back and watch revenge of the sith i sort of wanted to see that because i had just before then watched rewatched the last four episodes of the clone wars mm. to see that whole ahsoka battle and okay, what happens okay. to the clones at the end of the Clone War because that leads into the Bad Batch actually directly into the Bad Batch so I'd watch that so then I wanted to go back and watch Revenge of the Sith and see it from the other side what happened and um, so then I don't know so so I after watching Bad Batch last Friday I actually went back and I started watching Rebels uh, oh my god so I am like halfway through season two, I've just been watching, watching, um, rebels for the last couple, week or so. Um, wow. and I'm just enjoying it. It's just a great kind of, you know, it's a nice kind of a dead addendum to clone more, you know, falls into that time period right before a new hope and rogue one. And, uh, so I'm just, yeah, just in, kind of been sucked down the star wars rebels path and then wow. uh and for some reason i really again some references or something i read or or watched uh on youtube or whatever and then i was like you know what, i'm gonna go back and i want to see how i feel about the rise of skywalker so i actually watched oh my the, god i actually watched the rise of skywalker too and um you know because people you know you you read I you know I follow some some Star Wars news. I listen to a stars star one Star Wars podcast that I really enjoy uh, from these blokes in in England. And uh, you call them blokes? I just felt like using that word. <laughs> um, and okay. uh, so I watched the rise of Skywalker. Wanted to see like see how some of the things were portrayed. Whether I felt any differently about it. I, I actually. I think I enjoyed it more this time around. Um, Mm. I didn't feel like there were as many plot holes as people are saying, or, you know, I felt Mm. like things were okay. Like they were, you know. Um, So, yeah, I've just been doing this Star Wars rewatch. I did pick up this week or yesterday, I picked up The Rising Storm, which is book two of the um, High Republic new series that they started at the beginning of this year, book series series or multi, they're doing a whole multimedia series with this, including oh children's God. books, mid, you know, young adult books, adult books, and also comics. So um, I picked that up, but before I was reading that, I had gone back and one of my favorite series that I've been listening to on audio is uh, the Chronicles of St. Mary's, which is all about um, this right, group right. that is uh, a bunch of time travelers. So I actually have listened to two of those books and uh i stopped after the second one and i think i'm up to i've read book nine and ten maybe and then um started the the rising storm and then when i went for a run this morning i decided that the rising storm wasn't going to get me through the run so i went on to book 11 of the chronicles of saint mary's which i knew would keep my attention and keep me distracted while i ran so Mm um so i'm listening to that and that's pretty much that's a lot um i i'm still i haven't gone back to enterprise yet i i got up to through the zindi the beginning of the first episode of the zindi arc
2: Uh-huh.
1: Is season it three, right? and that's sort of where i've kind of gotten to right now mm-hmm. um so yeah uh and you know i've been watching loki as well oh uh, i
2: haven't watched i haven't started loki yet
1: oh uh, you know it's uh it's a slow-ish burn, I feel like. The third episode, oh. which was last Wednesday, mm-hmm. uh, sort of revealed some information. And then, uh, you know, the new episode dropped today, but I haven't watched it yet. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to watch it on Friday. So, um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's it's good. I heard it, good things. Yeah, I'm interested to see where it's going, because this you know i'm not spoiling anything this takes place in 2012 it actually takes place uh in between some of the movie or like the early avenger movies
2: oh okay
1: so it's back in time but it's also timeless because he's now working for this time right so right 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 uh, i know so now it's kind of like lost in time which is also what i think gave me the, all this time stuff and the timekeepers and everything made uh-huh. me go back and listen to the Chronicles of St. Mary's again. So uh-huh. that's sort of how like all of this is all wrapped up into what I've been doing. So yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much all. I I think, you know, we did start watching Luca last night. We didn't finish it. Luca's oh, okay. Disney movie, um, on Disney plus. So, so far that's been enjoyable. And, uh, it just get too late last night, so we we stopped it at a certain point. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty much all. I'm, I'm sort of starting to amass the books that I'm going to bring with me on vacation in two weeks. So mm-hmm. you'll be happy to know that one of the books I am bringing is it raining. Oh, it's like raining. Oh wow, crazy! You'll be happy to know that one of the books I am bringing. Oh with... yay! Is the three-body problem? Wait, you bring the physical book? I'm gonna bring the physical book. Why? Well, long story short, I bought this book to do this speed reading course with, and I oh my a, god, I needed a book that was sort of full size, but I didn't want a hardcover, and so I went to Barnes. I wouldn't
2: Hall. suggest speed reading through the three-body problem. It's like very like it's, it's it, it gets a little bit dense.
1: <laughs> is it okay? Yeah. Um, um I never ended up. I, didn't go back and finish. Uh, I haven't started that course yet, and so I picked. It's up a good that. book. Yeah, so I've I recommend to read, it. Read and uh yeah, I think that's pretty much it for for my off topic.
2: That's plenty.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a lot. It's uh, a lot of
2: Star Wars. It is a lot
1: of Star Wars. I have been watching a lot of Star Wars. Yeah, and yeah. I'm excited for the next. Yeah, I'm really enjoying Bad Batch. I would highly mm-hmm. highly recommend it. It's really good. It, it's a nice. uh you know, the, there are some, their, their original episode took right off from the end of Clone Wars, which I thought was great. Uh, the Some of the other episodes have been kind of slow and just kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's geared towards a younger audience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so definitely recommend that. But that's, uh, that's what's been going on with uh, my okay. off topic.
2: Oh, I forgot to mention, I'm also watching Elite Season 4, the show that you did not like.
1: Uh, I didn't say it I didn't. Work. Well, I didn't fall in love with it. You like, didn't really. You watched like two episodes. I did. I watched yeah. two episodes. Yeah, I I was, which two is less it. than the prerequisite you asked me to watch. It was. It was. Um, and you
2: didn't watch it in Spanish. You watched it in English. It was like, oh god, English dubbed.
1: Yeah, English dubbed was a lot. Well, yeah.
2: But um, uh, I am not liking season four. Oh, shocking! Because. It's trying too hard it's become a show that tries too hard like what are they these are, these are all like still like they're all still in high school and everyone like now you have like one relationship that it's like it's trying too hard to be like salacious and edgy, but in a way that is not in a way that I personally feel is a disservice to the story where you have like, now you have like um, a polyamorous relationship. Now you have like, there are two gay relationships. Um, And look, obviously I, I don't have anything wrong there. I don't think there's anything wrong with showcasing those kind of relationships, but it's just like, it's almost like trying too hard to be like, I wasn't naked all the time and personally i'm kind of just like all right to what end like you know where is this going like where is the storyline I, I feel that storyline is kind of getting lost in how edgy they're trying to be um and lazy I, I have like so they're, you know i i totally appreciate when shows like this try to push the boundaries i get it i used to watch a lot of these cw superhero shows like you know, like the Flash. I don't know if you watched any of those. I did. Yeah. they really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Flash are. is excellent, actually, until it got yeah. tiresome. But whatever. But yeah. I watched Supergirl. Like Supergirl yep. is one of the shows that was originally on CBS, and then they moved over to CW. Actually, yep. we liked Supergirl when it first started, and then it became like a message show where everyone was gay. Like everyone was like there was a there was like a very strong message in. Every, it was like the woke, the most wokest of all those, like Greg Bernanti shows, but to the point where I was just like, oh my God, I feel it, it got to a point where I felt it was being force fed down my throat and not in a pleasant way. And I, it's like it, it started to like lack subtlety. Like it was like, whatever, these super CW superhero shows are not subtle by any means, but it's like when there's like so much of it and the, the story actually becomes secondary to the messaging. I'm kind of, I don't know. For me, it just kind of loses a charm a little bit. I think that if it's like, if it plays really well together, like in the character growth, as well as the character narratives, um, what they're, you know, what was driving them, and the messaging all kind of flows well together and there's a balance I, I really appreciate. It and that's great. But yeah, sometimes if a show kind of starts to kind of force feed you like um, some of this messaging sometimes, and then you're like, where's the story, you know, where's this all going? Um, that's where it kind of, it kind of goes off the rails for me a little bit. So anyway, so this latest season of elite, I only watched two episodes. And I'm like, do I need to watch more? I don't know. It's like it's kind of lost a little bit of, of its charm, for me. Anyway, that's 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 all the other thing. I don't know what your th- opinion is about like shows like that, but for me, it's kind of like it's like eh, it's like I get it, but I get. I mean, Supergirl I it to a certain extent, but yeah,
1: I mean, Supergirl brought in the you know, Supergirl's sis adopted sister, is a lesbian, right? So there's that piece, and they have a transgender character, right? Great, I don't, and that's sort of where I left it um was sort of i I don't know whether that was season two or three it was Uh, like three or four yeah
2: um what was her name the transgender girl i don't remember yeah so um but i you know after
1: you know again those those shows were really good i think i did just get tired of them yeah. because uh, I did I did watch the flash. I did watch the finale. It was really oh. good by the way. When it first started, I was like, Yeah. yeah you know, started. it was still good up to I, I don't know, two seasons ago or maybe two or three seasons ago, and then it I don't know, I just lost something. Yeah. I don't, I don't even I don't even know if I can tell you what I lost. Maybe it was just it was just getting I think it's, arc. it's a while Yeah, yeah. It's repetitive. The arc the arc becomes the focus rather than you know, so they kind of edge you all season long. And you know it's, it's all
2: and it's are, like 20-something episodes a season. Yeah, it's yeah. not like Picard where I'm like, oh, this is like edging me for 10 episodes. It's like edging you for like 20 episodes. It's yeah, like it's, whoa. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's
1: it's conventional TV kind of length no, old... Too long. Yeah. So yeah, it's just too too long. And then they, you know, they have these mid season in December or November sweeps, whatever. They have these hang- these hangovers, these cliffhangers uh, the crossovers? These well, they have the crossovers, but they then they have the ha- the not the hangovers, the um, uh, cliffhangers. Bridges. Oh
0: my
2: gosh. I was like, what are you trying to say right now?
1: Uh cliffhangers. So hangovers? then you have to wait till then you have to wait till Mid to late January to see where it picks up, and then you're still being edged with who is this villain? That's oh my god! Masterminding this whole thing, it's just it yes. just became exhausting to watch. Uh, oh. but, you know, so I, I think that that was,
2: like the seasons are too long. It's it's
1: yeah yeah uh, um so you know I, and I, I it's, it's serialized
2: watching. and it's like a lot of serialization. It's heavy
1: yeah it's heavily serialized uh, to the point where it's annoying. Yeah. Like you don't get you don't you know, there's too much that's serialized about it. Um, yeah. you know, so you don't actually get to know what's going on until basically the penultimate episode and then they wrap it up the next episode and and no. and and inevitably every season finale leaves you with another cliffhanger correct it always seizes the next so it's season. just kind of yeah so it's just yeah. kind of it's you know it's like you get to that point you get the answers to one thing and then suddenly you have another problem and you're like what the fuck you know ah. this, <laughs> this circuit you know can we have can we have a moment of zen can we have a moment where life goes back to normal a little bit all right you know, or where there's just a, a villain of the week they, we catch, and it's not bigger, you know, not part of the bigger plot. It just gets too much. Um, and I think, you know, I I, I watched Green Arrow or Arrow, um, mm-hmm. and that was really good, and they did... It was kind of, really good. They wrapped that up well and good, and, and I think um
2: did you watch crisis on infinite Urso did you watch yeah, that i think that was the end the last it was podcast. awful we can that's a whole other podcast that i hated it
1: i i can't remember it i didn't really i didn't think it was that gr- i mean it was fine it wasn't whatever. good it wasn't yeah. good yeah, yeah. so it like yeah. it's just too much yeah. i think the serialized nature of it is just too much they don't give enough payoff to to the they don't give enough payoff to the audience um, unless you're really, you know, addicted to watching them every Tuesday night, you know, it's just too much. There's,
2: uh, and there are just too many shows. It was yeah, I got I too, yeah. Not only are all the seasons too long, you have five shows you need to catch up on. Like, yeah, yeah, gotta, yeah, yep.
1: yeah, so it got too much. So anyway, um, so yeah, wow, that was a long rant. It, it was. Rant. I uh, didn't expect that, but, yeah. but here we are. Here we, we are. We're here. Well, uh, I think oh. I'll just give a quick shout out to our sponsor fan sets. Oh yes. Fan sets. So, uh, tomorrow is July 1st and I actually don't know what they're releasing in July 1st. I... I do know that the big thing right now is that they do have the discovery section 31 Delta full size. Uh, it's a regular pin. So it's not really a cosplay pin, but they are doing the magnetic pins as well. And, uh, so that should be coming out this summer, I believe. Maybe even at, Is this
2: a magnetic pin that you can wear?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like two oh. pieces. So you you know, you put the it's basically two pieces. So the magnets hold like so you could put fabric in between them. Okay. Um I understand. so they have the they have the kind of display pins, kinda of like my display box behind me. And then they have these ones that could be for more cosplay. I see, so. I see. They do have that for, they do have the magnetic one, I believe, for uh, Strange New Worlds, the Castle oh. Pike one. Um, yeah, they do. So, uh, and they are doing a whole series of Deltas, which I think is really cool. I think that obviously those are, those are things that, you know, you can cosplay with, but also you could just, if you really wanted to be geeky and wanted to wear it on a t-shirt, you could do that too. Um but anyway, uh, are you so,
2: planning to wear any pins to Vegas?
1: I'm not. No, I don't think so. No. Although I, you know, I was thinking about it's not a, it's not a fan sets pin, but it uh, that uh, that pin that I got. I think I got you one with the um.
2: The What's pride one. flag? Are you talking about yeah,
1: pride flag? Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Uh, yeah. No, I'm not really. I mean, hopefully, we're gonna get some, make some. Deep Space Pride T-shirts to wear. Uh, if we want to, we need to do that soon. Yes, of course. Coming up. Um, but anyway, getting back to fan sets, they're going to be as yes. fan sets. They're going to be back at uh, Star Trek Las Vegas slash the Fifty Five Year Mission. <laughs> Correct. It doesn't roll off the tongue, but here it we are. It does not roll off the tongue, but. Uh, Yes, and uh, I am told that our Fan Geeks party on Friday night is sold out, but there may be a few tickets available at the I will sell
2: you my ticket for $200. <laughs> <laughs> my pin for 150
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're going. Stop it. Um, so anyway, uh, so they're going to be out in Las Vegas. I'm sure they're going to have some specials out there. Oh, there is a new Savic pin that they just uh, announced. Uh, it's the first in series three of the Women of Trek. Okay, uh, it's, it's the Savic pin from uh, the Savic from Star Trek three and Star oh Trek Savic 4. Savic Savik, yes. I thought uh, I
2: said static. I was like, who is this? Savic.
1: I'm out of I'm out of water and uh, so wow. I uh, maybe my voice is I'm losing some of my voice, but anyway. Anyway, so sets will be there. You'll get to meet the the team behind them, Lou and all the, the guys. So, uh, But if you want to get some pins, and there are lots of great pins, uh, I want to say there are over 150, 200 Star Trek pins alone. on do sets. Um, if you put more than $30 in your cart, you will get free shipping in the U.S. And if you use the code DSPRIDE, you'll get 10% off your order. Wonderful. So we thank Fansets for supporting Deep Space Pride and the Trek Geeks podcast network. Thanks, Fansets. All right. That should do it for this week's episode of Deep Space Pride. Um, I'm like
2: ready for a nap. It is almost your nap time. <laughs> it is. I'm like tired. Yeah, I need, I need my nap time for sure. Otherwise, I get cranky. Oh gosh! Well,
1: we'll make sure you get net <laughs> Las Vegas then. Um, but what oh if- my god, it's gonna be so hot! It's gonna be as hot as it was today. It'll be fine. We'll be inside, <laughs> air conditioning. You know. Although I'm sort of regretting that we did watch that Netflix movie with Las Vegas, uh, the what zombies, are you about? the zombie movie from. Oh, Sorry. um, the- okay. What's it called? Shoot, I don't know. So that's okay. in my mind right now, and every time you say it's going to be hot out, I think, gosh, we're like fighting in the desert for our lives against zombies.
2: But anyway, <laughs> uh, we are not. We're going to. I have don't a great, know if that's going to be the situation that we're going to be facing. I do not think it will be. We're going to have it's a great going to be is it's hot, and I'm going to be complaining, and then you're going to have to tolerate me complaining. Yes. I uh, maybe I'll get a spray
1: bottle if
2: anything can that
1: Maybe I'll bring a spray bottle. Yes, and anytime you say you're hot, I'll just spray you with water. <laughs> so yes
2: like punishment
1: uh, or if you're hot i'll say here's your cooling mist and oh I'll my god are you with water
2: like i'm like am i a cat like get to spray me every time i misbehave maybe i mean possibly we'll see <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway here we are here
1: All we right. are at the end of our episode thanks everybody for listening uh join us next week when we talk about the visionary or this is a good episode yeah, so you said. But I, uh,
2: I think it's definitely underappreciated.
1: All right. Well, we'll talk about it next week on Deep Space Pride. Correct. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you all next week. Bye, everyone.